everyone, this is Reverend Marlene Brown, located in Brampton, Canada. Let me welcome you to my special spiritual formation online podcast. What do I mean by spiritual formation? Many of you may be wondering, it refers to the changes that a believer goes through as they mature in Christ. This podcast was created to solve an issue of spiritual formation in that in my local church, as well as many churches in Brampton and even around the world, seems to lack a clear strategy to engage their members for spiritual formation, which causes me to wonder, is it an identity crisis? In my local ministry, there is a focus on activities and ministries. The focus is more on doing ministry and being involved rather than teaching how to abide in Christ and to practice his presence. There is only a clear sense of doing activities. Therefore, the need to holistically teach the value of spiritual formation to all churches in the digital age is very great. So today, we are going to focus on our identity. Our topic today will be knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing who you are in Christ is very essential to know as Christians because we find that many believers are more comfortable and drawn towards working within the church rather than learning to practice the presence of the Lord and abiding through his word. If we begin to practice the presence of God in our lives, I believe through spiritual disciplines for the purpose of godliness, we will begin to walk in our new identity and become transformed into his image. So that when we do church activities, it will not be out of a heart that is seeking its own agenda because it does not understand its new identity. But rather, when we learn who we are in Christ, we will minister and do church activities from a heart of love as we are transformed into the image of Christ. So what change are we seeking? And what do we mean by change? First of all, it is essential to understand that change is a necessary criterion that happens every day of our lives. People are constantly seeking change, whether it be physically, financially, or as, as personal individuals. In fact, America spent millions of dollars on exercise programs trying to bring change in people's lives. People spend millions on plastic surgery, millions of dollars, trying to change their appearance, the way they look. Likewise, spiritually, in the same manner, God is looking for change within the lives of his children through obedience by the power of the Holy Spirit towards his word. God wants us to experience his divine encounter. God wants us to meet his perfect love right into our vulnerability, our weaknesses, and our sin and shame. This is the only way that transformation can occur. When we bring ourselves, every part of us, 
to the banquet of love provided by God through Jesus Christ. We should bring our fears, our anger, our pain, our woundedness to meet our God and our brokenness. We should not only bring our strengths before God so that all of us can be healed. Jesus Christ is returning for a church without spot or wrinkle. Therefore, as Christians, we ought to be transformed by glory to glory into the image of Christ. The word change, as used in the New Testament, in the Greek is alasso, which means to exchange one thing for another, to transform. Another interpretation that I do like, it means to cause one thing to cease and another to take its place. As changed people, our new identity should be wrapped up in Christ. But what does it mean to change spiritually? For Jesus says you're a new creation in him. That's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Now, how do we change from glory to glory? The answer is, it is by practicing the presence of the Lord. In Genesis chapter 3, Adam ran away from the presence of God because of sin. But on the other hand, Jesus Christ came as the second Adam through the blood of his cross to bring us once more to the presence of God. Jesus make a way possible for us through the blood of his cross to enter into the presence of the Lord. So as Christians, we do not need to run from the presence of God, but run towards his presence. It is in his presence that we are transformed into his likeness. As we stay long enough in his loving presence, shame will begin to melt off. Benna says it this way, for love to transform us, not only must we meet in vulnerability, we must also linger in the presence of the Lord long enough for his presence to penetrate our woundedness. Moses was actually working for the Lord doing ministry. And Moses said to God, I will not go unless your presence goes with me. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to God, if your presence does not go up with us, do not send us up from here. Moses gave us a few keys. We need to know the ways of God and we need to seek the presence of God. We practice the presence of the Lord through various disciplines such as worship. Jesus tells us in John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, that we need to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Next, we need prayer. We need to pray for the purpose of godliness. According to Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, Jesus expects us to pray. Jesus says, and when you pray. Furthermore, we need to read the Bible daily. Try to discipline yourself to find time each day for the reading of God's word. Let the word of God penetrate your heart and your mind. It will bring full transformation to your attitude and your outlook. 
The next discipline is journaling. Journaling in private devotion is essential. Journaling helps us to express our thoughts and feelings towards God. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, Pour out your heart before God. It is in journaling that you can begin to write all your heart's desire before the Lord. Another excellent discipline is stillness. Practicing stillness before the Lord is essential. Being still, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Being still before the Lord for the purpose of hearing his voice is a good discipline for spiritual formation. For it is in this place of quiet contemplation that brings Christians to maturity from glory to glory. Many Christians fail to live a life of holiness and purity before God. From the clergy to the layperson, many fail to live a wholesome life that can be accounted worthy. So my question is, is it due to a lack of spiritual identity? I personally believe there are too many performance-based acceptance. Therefore, knowing who you are in Christ is vital to the Christian faith. In Christ, you do not need to perform to be accepted. Many of us grow to believe that to be accepted by people, we need to earn their love. On the other hand, as believers, the scriptures tells us that Father God loves us unconditionally. And we are accepted by God through his son. It is the culture, I believe, that causes us to believe that it is in the self-accomplishments that we have that we find self-worth. Therefore, it encourages us to seek significance through our activities. However, who we are as Christians are not based upon what we do, but upon what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. It is within Christ that we have obtained our meaning and purpose in life and what he continues to do in our lives that shapes us. The activities do not necessarily reflect internal transformation to become more like Christ. Christians are driven by materialism and business in their ministries. They want to please people and meet their expectations. And then they become very frustrated when they do not receive any recognition for the work that they have done. Many of us don't even have time to cultivate good relationships with family and friends. So how will you have time for the Lord? Ask yourself this question. Do excessive activities draw me closer to God or remove intimacy from him? We need to seek intimacy with the Father. So this podcast ministry aims to resolve this issue by sharing and teaching ways in which believers can abide in Christ, practice the presence of God, and for you to know and understand who you are in Christ. Okay, so now let me share with you a few caveats that will enhance living before the Lord. Just like Jesus, understand your mission and calling and invest your time with God's calling in mind. 
Understand your limits so that you can budget your time to be with God. Many of us are living for others. Free yourself from the expectation of others. Learn to say no to various invitations that may drain your time and energy. There must be a balance between recharging and discharging. Be ready for the moments that God sent in your life. Try to live from moment to moment and hold a looser grip on your long-term plans. Now let us look at some practical application of practicing the presence of the Lord. Throughout the day, try to find solitude before God in prayer. Prayer can be mental. Prayer can be meditation and contemplation. Prayer can also be conversational with God, as well as recollection to practice the presence of God. You can also pray while working throughout your day. Invite the Lord to animate your work so that whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord with an eternal purpose. Do things to an audience of one. Ask Jesus to give you an attitude of total reliance and dependence on him. Try to monitor any temptations from the enemy. You should pay critical attention to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Try to use the temptations as moments when you turn to Jesus for help and endurance. We overcome sin by not trying to avoid it, but trying to be an overcomer. So therefore, focus on Jesus when temptation is at the door. Lastly, become a channel of the grace of God and mercy towards others by praying for strangers. And now you should ask yourself some questions about how to apply personal changes in your life towards spiritual transformation, such as, how can I make changes to practice the presence of Christ in my life? What will I need to change to value intimacy with Jesus over activities for him? What practical measures will I take to reduce business in my life? And now we come to the end of our podcast. As we come to the end of our podcast, Please remember who you are in Christ. For 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood to the holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Remember that Jesus loves you. He is with you. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. Thank the Lord for everything, always. Thank Him for never leaving you or forsaking you. Until we see each other again, remember, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice.